come in, take a seat, and join us at the table for episode 6 of Famished, a Mr. and Mrs. podcast where we talk about memorable meals, their origins, why food is so great, and more. I'm Mr. Walker Todd, and I'm joined by... Mrs. Walker Todd. And this week, we are talking about our recent trip to the Peak District, where we sampled a myriad of things. Famished on location, y'all! Famished on location. I don't know why it needed to be American. Y'all, yeah, Peak District famously has a huge American <laughs> contingent. I heard the odd American accent. Did you? No. Lying. No. But what did you experience in the Peak District? Beautifulness everywhere that I looked. Yeah, it was stunning. If you haven't been, definitely go check it out. Just for the views. I mean, Padley Gorge, uh, Chatsworth House, um, Stanage Edge, uh... Uh, I'm enjoying Mantor, this like Win its pass. That's pretty much everything nice. we did. Not in that order. Basically, I made him walk up a lot of peaks and hike everywhere. What was it you said at the end? Next time, can we have this? <laughs> can we holiday via VR? Yeah. We got a death stare. Yeah, it was only because the very last leg of the trip, we were. We were trying to get one more kind of walk in. Oh, yeah, that was the one I forgot, actually. Yeah, it was at Three Shires Head. Oh, which was probably my favourite, to be honest. It was beautiful because it is literally three different Shires, Derbyshire, another Shire, and another Shire, all meet at one point, And there's this beautiful bridge and a river or stream. And it's oh. just stunning. And it's all kind of tucked away within doesn't these like hills. It doesn't look real. But um, neither of us have the best map reading skills. And I didn't like <laughs> offline my like phone maps beforehand and there's no signal there because it's the countryside. And uh yeah, so so it took a little bit longer to get back than planned to the point where The sunset. The sun <laughs> yeah, sun was setting and I was like, oh, I then have a four hour drive, oh god. It was fine. We made it back. It's just so we could bring you this hot and fresh episode of Famish. That's the only reason we're back and Hell we survived. Um but yes, the Peak District was beautiful. The food was, I would say, interesting. Interesting. It was a, a myriad. Different. different. We had a myriad of culinary experiences whilst we were there. Some positive, some... Less positive. Less positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we went, what did you have like a mindset or like what were you expecting to find food-wise in the Peak District? A seriously good roast dinner. Yeah. Like next level roast dinner. Some sort of bread, something. Yes. yes. Bread pudding or yeah. bread. <laughs> Some sort so, of bread. Just bread. I feel like to north. Yeah. And I feel like that's the north. Um they're all about carbs. Yeah, I was expecting good potatoes and gravy. Yeah. Again, kind of as so part potatoes, of a roast. Yorkshire's. Yes, Yorkshire pudding's a big one. Bread pudding or bread sandwiches or bread whatever. <laughs> Good roast meats, roast beef particularly, and roast lamb. Yeah. The reason I say bread is because whenever I go to Tynemouth... How often do you go to Tynemouth? Quite quite a fair bit. Not anymore now. Oh. My friend's parents had a place up there, so we'd go and visit. Oh, you were going years ago? I literally went, like, last year. Yeah, I know. Before that. And they serve stotty, which is a a kind of northern bread roll, really. I mean, that undersells it, but... So in my head, I associate bread with the North. Mm. And they serve it with fish and chips, which blew my mind. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> so your expectation was carb-heavy, but in the carb best heavy, way. Carb-heavy, delicious, warm, like cosy pass. Yes. A fire. Yeah, I don't think... Red it... wine. <laughs> I don't think it was just... It was just what food we were expecting, but like the food culture. Pie. Pie. How could I not have said pie? <laughs> pie. 
pie, obviously. Pie and mash. Pie with gravy. Pie with potatoes. This is all savoury pie. Like sweet pie, not really a thing I associate with that part of the world. And obviously, being staying down the road from Bakewell, mm. some good pudding. Yeah, Bakewell is Bakewell literally on the south edge of the Peak District. Bakewell, yeah. the place where the tart is from. And lots of sort of like roasted meats. I would say, yeah, that was the yeah. sort of my expectation. Just like out of 10, how much were your expectations fulfilled culinarily? And we can get into the why out of 10. Just a rough... Quick straw poll. Five? Ugh. What about you? Because I think you went in with the same expectations. Yeah. To be fair, five, maybe six. Certain meals definitely brought up for me. Like, there's definitely uh, highlights of the cuisine that we had there, the food yes. that we had there. But it was, I think the main thing, and we can get into this more, is we kind of had to go out of our way to find the food we were expecting to find everywhere. I think I expected to just, like, walk into a really cute pub everywhere yeah. that we went and have a delicious roast meal yeah. or sort of delicious kind of hearty like i don't know pheasant or <laughs> pigeon quail quail are we naming and shaming in this episode are we just saying we had really good food here but we also had really bad food in this town or let's something? see how heated we get <laughs> sure how angry are we? <laughs> there was definitely a moment at the dinner table whilst we were away where i was like what is this <laughs> <laughs> so with everything said was there anything that you were like, yes, this is what I wanted, this nailed it? Was it a particular like piece of food on the plate or a particular meal or a particular dish or a particular restaurant? Um, I'd say the social, which was a recommendation from a pub owner. Yeah, it was funny. We, we had a drink in. We went to a pub, uh, a little like a pretty standard pub menu, but they just didn't have a booking at the right time for us. So he was just like, well, yeah, don't go here, go here instead. Yeah, he was really good with like foodie recommendations. Yeah. And he recommended a place called The Social, which is a really like small little establishment in Hathersage. Yeah, the Hathersage Social. And it's... You can't miss it. Hathersage is basically one street with three roads coming off it. It's run by two blokes, a chef and a businessman. And... Ooh, Hathersage is also where Little John is supposedly buried, as yes, of Robin Hood is. fame. Yes, it is. Fun local Hathersage facts. I hope there are more of those. There are so many more. There are um... literally no more. <laughs> and sorry yes run by they two do guys. like a supper club we, we were trying to gauge from their like menu and, and their kind of the little artwork on the menu but it looks like it's a, a chef and a business guy yeah the two people who have kind of set this up yeah and they do a set menu where you get like a choice for your starter a choice for your main choice for your dessert mm. three each which I thought was quite good um, and you get a glass of house red or white for 25 quid a head now I think that's really reasonable. And given a... what we paid <laughs> yeah. for other things, yes. it was excellent. Yeah, this was also like the redeem. This is our last night of the three nights we were there. So this was like the redeeming meal because the previous two nights had been okay and not okay. If you go backwards in time, which we can talk about. Um, so yeah, I would say that meal kind of lived up to my expectations in the sense that I had a really nice starter. But the main was... Um, delicious fresh steak like locally sourced good steak well I, i'm now wondering because there's literally the cut like the village butchers is next door and it's like a big butcher shop i wonder whether they're just sourcing it from next door i mean probably if not there's and a bajillion next door are probably sourcing it from the field up the road yeah i mean we walked past several farms that were like um yeah 
and triple cut chips, which let's be real, everyone loves, and some Bernay sauce, which was delicious. I mean, yeah, it was all, all the components were like on point. The chips were basically like each chip was a quarter of potato. We couldn't finish it, and that's unusual. Yeah, um, the starters were good too. It was just you know some nice like quality small tomatoes, uh, olive oil, drizzled over some ciabatta. Yeah, so it's like a bruschetta. Yeah, it's like a chewy. The only bruschetta. thing I found a little bit strange is that they'd put. So it was bruschetta, advertises like mozzarella, tomato, basil, olive oil. But then they put shavings of parmesan on. Oh, yeah. That was and weird. I found that slightly strange. I mean, I had no complaints. It was still delicious. Especially the oil they used was really yeah, good oil. Real. Uh, anyway. Whatever. Um, and then yeah, the pudding was, was next level. Did we have different puddings? I can't remember now. What did we do? Yeah, we did. Because you had your bicarby oh, yes. Yes. situation. Yeah, I, I, I liked the pudding, but it was a bit weird. And I'll you kept my... saying... Oh, no, okay. Um, and <laughs> you can say it's I fine. had a bread and butter pudding. Now, bread and butter pudding is not normally Either of us my go-to. But I'm no. like, you're into North, so north. have... Bread and butter pudding, and it was served with a butterscotch sauce, which was basically butter, and it was just heaven. Oh, I don't know why I had like a. I got like cheesy smells from it. You got really weird about it. I feel like you just were in a weird place. But it tasted with your pudding that you wanted to shit on mine. It still tasted incredible. (laughs) Like it sounds weird when I say that, but it was so so good. To Todd, it was so buttery that you just yeah. It was like so. The butter was like I guess the clarified butter was so intense. But Mm. honestly, it's definitely the best bread and butter pudding I've ever had. Basically, like it had been boiled in butter. And then you had some like crispy bits on the top, and then you had this delicious. That's sauce. what I was expecting from the north, uh, the Midlands. Like that's what I was expecting. That was what I was expecting, and I was expecting it everywhere. everywhere. But that quality was not everywhere. No, and but then this... other highlight would definitely be eating at the old original bakery shop in Bakewell. Oh yes, yes. Can um, I can I just touch back on my dessert? Oh sorry. Sorry, I, I know you're excited to cover everywhere we ate. I got too excited. That's all right. That's all right. There was a lot of good food. There was some good food. There was good food. There was, there was. I mean, we just explained like the, how good the steak was. Um, One steak. <laughs> I, I went for a, an eat mess, which is kind of like a deconstructed eat mess. It had like a cream. And it was actually it had ice cream. Vanilla ice cream or just cream ice cream? Yeah. So again, it was like the whole sort of Parmesan mozzarella situation in the start. Or why is there ice cream in my eat mess? There should be I, I thought it, t- it tasted good. Anyway, it was an ice, a cream ice cream base with some pretty standard, just white, they could have been shortbought meringues, but they're still good. Uh, really amazing sorbet on top. Really, really, really good sorbet. Freshly made. That was good. Proper sorbet. And then they had raspberries and strawberries in there as well. With the stems on, which I thought was a bit weird, but fine. Um, but they also layered a huge piece of what was definitely homemade honeycomb, which in itself was delicious and was fresh and it was great. But if you've ever made honeycomb... and it took Which me, we have. Yeah, which we have. It took me ages to figure out what was going on. Todd kept turning to me and saying, can you just taste this? This fruit tastes, it's, is it fizzy? You know when fruit starts to go bad and it tastes fizzy, you're like, oh no, like it's, it's still kind of sweet. Because initially I hadn't tasted that. The first few like mouthfuls, it was fine and it was delicious. <laughs> and then the fruit went fizzy. And I was like, oh God, they've used like off fruit in here. Then I, f- I figured it out. I think, I'm pretty sure it was that the bicarb from the honeycomb which has that kind of like sour yeah, tang whatever to it had gotten onto the fruit in the in the bowl and made it like fizzy but yeah maybe if you're listening have this have this social maybe put the honeycomb on the side 
Or if you order this because you're there, you're around that way and you go try it out, definitely order it. It's delicious. But maybe take the honeycomb off straight away and then just enjoy that as a oh separate dear. little biscuit Because everyone thing. wants to deconstruct their food before they eat it. I mean, it was already deconstructed, so. But the steak, the whole meal was well worth it for the steak, the steak alone. The was well good. Because the steak was incredible. It had so much flavour. Like a level you don't really get. Also then, Even some of the finest steak restaurants in London. Yeah, very low fat content. Also, they nailed the... We both had it medium rare and they nailed that. It was perfect the whole way through. And it didn't really go cool. I don't know and how they did that. And it didn't bleed a lot. Like it was just... it was, But it was still really pink. Like yeah. it was perfect. Can we talk about the ambience in the restaurant? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was very different. It definitely wasn't a country pub. Like that venue was... No. If anything, it looked like... And this might sound a bit offensive but it sounded like a like a rented converted office space when you were inside it yeah yeah on the outside it looked a little bit pubby yeah like an old barn or something it looked quite nice yeah and then inside we went upstairs into sort of like a loft space yeah it's quite nice when you walk in you can see the kitchen with the chefs working away and um yeah it's yeah we you kind of creep upstairs and there's only about four five tables i think in the whole place it's not big the weights waitresses yeah. were absolutely excellent only two of them they were on point and they did good social distancing if you're listening to this during one of the many lockdowns this country is currently yeah. experiencing they like would put the tray down first and you take everything off the tray and then they come back later and get the tray um so there's never any direct touching they wore masks and gloves and all that good oh. stuff so that was great um but yeah it was like painted purple and they plastered all the walls and the, there was like a weird kind of thin office style carpet down. The carpet really was what stood out to me. And I think they were like Ikea chairs. They were perfectly comfortable. They all look quite nice though. Simple but, but nice. But then like rustic kind of old wood tables, which didn't really work with the... A bit mishmashy. Tickle. Yeah, it was mishmashy. Um, and then they were playing like greatest love songs, greatest oh, hits or something. It was like okay. Barry White. There was this couple next to us on a table and the guy, poor thing, had the speaker, no word of a lie, like a hair away from his ear. He seemed fine so with it, close. but it would really bug me. It was and like right by his head. It cracked me up because they started playing, let's get it on. Yeah. And I was like, imagine but if you're Al having Green, dinner and Barry that White. is playing in your ear, literally right next to your head. Yeah. I don't know if I would appreciate that. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> but overall, the best meal we had, which maybe is an indicator. There's a lot of like, like it was great, answer. but, but it, honestly, yeah, the food was. If uh, you want good food, definitely that, go there. Yeah, they change their menu regularly. They have a really extensive wine list for a very simple like me- menu, but the wine list was like a whole page. You can tell that the chef and the guy who owns it are foodies. And the whole place is just by their design. Yeah. Which is why I think the ambience is not quite there. I don't think they're like as fussed about that. No, I think they're all about the food. And you definitely felt that. You can get lost in the food though, it's fine. Yeah. It's that good. Yeah. Um, and also it's important to say like they do takeaway right now, which is cool. So you can get some really nice takeaway on the weekends. You have to book it, I think, from what I could gather. But um, they're only open on certain days. When we tried to telephone to get a booking, it was really difficult. So I popped in and the chef was... Um, you, a little grouchy. You described him as grouchy. Um, but he got us booked in and, and I'm really pl- pleased we managed to get a table. Yeah. And uh, I think it's Wednesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. They don't, they're not open like five or seven days a week. So yeah, definitely no. check before if you can about when it's open. And yeah, yeah we got lucky because we did actually book on the day. But yeah, but have the social, definitely check it out if you're around that way. It's kind of central in area of the Peak District. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good 
base camp if you want to do a lot of things in that area if you like us are traveling up that way yeah. um other highlights any other big standout ones the bakewell the bakewell tart so we went to bakewell well, the bakewell shop i should say yes, yes. to the original shop there are a lot of places that sell Bakewell puddings and Bakewell tarts. And there is a definite difference if you weren't aware, which I wasn't until we kind of researched it ahead of time. And the pudding is the original and the tart is the knockoff. Yeah, and the tart is what most people know. Yeah. Uh, whether it's a Mr. Kipling or like, you know, a little your little local bakery. It's usually like, you know, a slice of hard, what's it, um, short crust pastry case on the yeah, edge bit of jam bit of jam layer of marzipan yeah bit of icing quite a close sponge maybe the bit icing decoration. is like white sponge a cherry a cherry yeah sometimes um that is the tart of the two i could take or leave that and that didn't change after going no but yeah. the pudding the pudding's well good it was delicious it's, as long as you like those kinds of flavors that almond and cherry combination but it's a lot well, more delicate. Well, it wasn't very almondy. No, it wasn't it, very marzipan at all. It's nothing like the tart. Like it's I even much... questioned, is there marzipan in this? <laughs> really? What is in there? Just delicious pastry. Well, and... you'll have to uh, keep that for another episode. Yes, yes. But generally yeah. speaking, that is the place to go. The pudding is definitely superior to the tart. Yes. That's all we'll say about that. Also, if you want fish and chips, apparently Bakewell's the place to go because there's a fish and chippy everywhere. I don't, I mean. Weird. <laughs> I would get like but inland. It is to north, and I, they like fish and chips. I guess so, but in terms of like, I guess like they have rivers everywhere. We saw actually in um, Bakewell, we walked along the river, didn't we? Yeah. And there were you know ducks everywhere, and then beneath them just trout. I think they were or yeah. salmon. I'm not sure what they were. I don't know fish, but yeah, they were just huge, having a great time just in the stream. And the other highlight I think for me was the Devonshire Arms in Beely, which is sort of on the Chatsworth estate area chatsworth if you don't know is like the big manor house that's been it's in gorgeous. all sorts of like period dramas and stuff is it jane Eyre? it's in or pride, no. and, pride and prejudice it's in maybe one of those Kira knightley's been there at some yeah point. yeah um it's definitely important if you're going to look up the is it devonshire arms mm, there's two there's more than two there are actually loads i think those two mm. are are twinned yeah so there's the devonshire arms in Beely, and then there's the Devish, devonshire arms in Pilsley, Pilsley yeah. which are sister pubs, both I think equally. Yeah, I don't think you'd, you'd good. Have, but the menus were different. They're only about yeah, yeah. They're less than twenty different. minutes apart driving, but yeah, the menus are different. What did you have? Because um, this I, was our last meal. So I went again because we'd really done our homework on this one. I went with the expectation it was going to be a really cozy pub, and I was going to have that whole sort of. I don't know. I'm, I'm in the holiday having yeah. a cozy pub. Yeah. Uh, experience with red wine and a delicious roast dinner and some really nice pudding um and the reality was closer to it and it was still really it was good food um i think i was a little bit nervous because we'd eaten at um the farm the chatsworth estate farm shop cafe the day before and then on their menu at the devonshire it was like chatsworth estate farm shop bloody blah and i was like oh no because we didn't love the farm shop um it wasn't bad it was just very run-of-the-mill but actually it was really good and i think it Mm. highlighted the fact that the farm shop cafe of mr trick but we'll come on to that in a minute um it sorry i'm getting distracted because our cat is desperate for attention rubbing around (laughs) her legs if you can hear tapping that's brie yeah just wandering around um but yeah i had a prawn cocktail so the starters were all a bit bizarre and i was like this is not a typical pub 
affair. Um, I had prawn cocktail, which actually was delicious, and it had this really nice um, sort of zesty avocado puree with it, um, which was really nice. And then I had bangers and mash. We're getting closer to that northern grub with a delicious gravy. And the sausages were from the farm shop, and they were excellent. I think what makes the difference between the farm shop cafe restaurant and the pub, the Devonshire Arms at Bealey, is the cooking. And the ingredients. Yeah, how they cooked it, how they prepared it, how they served it, all of that was definitely different and of a better quality, I would say, at the Bealey pub to the cafe. By leaps and bounds. Yeah. Um, And then we had... No, we didn't have pudding. We didn't have pudding. And of course I had some red wine. Yeah. And I had... um, So they had halloumi, (laughs) which sounded lovely, with uh, mint yogurt and harissa, and it also came with pomegranate seeds. It was banging. It was so, so good. It was really delicious. Absolutely delicious. It's the only item on the menu, from what I remember, that is served as either a starter portion or a main. I got it as a main. Eight sticks of halloumi at the size that they serve it is too many sticks of halloumi. (laughs) That's like 16 sticks of halloumi. And you're probably saying there's never, you can never have too much halloumi. You can. You can. And it's actually not that much. So... I would instead, if you want the halloumi, just get the starter portion and maybe pair it with another starter. And that would definitely be enough for a main because it's like, it is still fried. It's quite filling and rich. It is delicious. I just wasn't enjoying it by the end because I didn't want to wait. I hate wasting food. And there was just a lot of it, but it was really, really good. So yeah, the halloumi was a win. The harissa was beautifully like, it was spicy, but not too hot. And the flavor that comes through, the mint yogurt, like it kind of mixes on the plate. Pomegranate seeds could have been a bit sweeter, a bit more punchy, but they were a nice kind of, they lifted it a bit as well. Mm-hmm. It was great. In my mind, Todd ordered wrong. He was in a pub. <laughs> I was going to get a burger. I'd already had like two burgers previously. And that burger was like your mash. It was the farm shop, Chatsworth farm shop burger, which I'd incidentally had the day before. So I couldn't have the same burger twice, Although even think, if it was going to be a superior preparation. I think it. if you had have ordered it at the Devonshire Arms, it would have been faster. That superior. would have been the better place to have it. Yeah. Had I not had that previous experience, I totally would have ordered that. And yeah. it, I'm sure it would have been great. So we've mentioned the farm shop cafe. Mm. So I'd read online, like loads of reviews being like, if you're going to go to Chatsworth Estate, don't bother eating in the restaurants there. Drive like six minutes down the road and go to their Chatsworth farm shop cafe and have lunch there they do really good fresh food they use ingredients from the farm shop itself it's great you're literally back onto a field of cows which is lovely because oh, the cows beautiful. run around the setting was lovely and the cafe was really pretty yeah it was a good cafe the food we did get there really late so we had a late lunch at like sort of three half three yeah it wasn't busy so in fairness 4 p.m just to give you that some... can affect food sure in my opinion it shouldn't but it can and then you ordered a burger and yep. I ordered a roast dinner because I was like, it's Yorkshire time. Um, I feel like it's going to be good here. A from farm shop read. cafe from like the most famous yeah. Yeah, estate in the land. It was bad. I don't think, I think at the time you were just disappointed. I think now you've had time to reflect. You're like, no, it was really genuinely Considering bad. there was no one else there. Yeah. What was served to me had definitely been sat under a heat lamp for a long time. Because, you know, when the beef gets that, like, weird kind of dry, crispy edge. Yeah, and it looked a bit grey. It was too grey. Yeah, it was, there was no pinkness, nothing. Mm-mm. The Yorkshire pudding was okay. It was much more well, like it, bread. It was a weird consistency for a Yorkshire. It was no crispiness. And yeah. is that just the Midland style? I don't know. Maybe. Um, 
the gravy had gone really thick and in parts on the plate had got a skin on it. Blech. I was horrified. The vegetables was what really tipped me over the edge. I mean... They'd been boiled. They were dead. They were dead veg. They were dead. But I was like, you back onto a farm shop? Yeah. With the most beautiful produce in all the land. I mean, when you... What pu- is that when on you, my plate? When you, what is this? <laughs> when you pull up, <laughs> there are literally like, you know, nice like apple crates and things full of like fresh cues, fruit and cues veg around the farm the shop block. itself. Yeah, it was... It. it was a letdown. You did get some extra gravy. You needed some extra gravy. I needed some extra gravy, partly because I was like, I want some fresh gravy. It wasn't fresh. The horseradish, delicious. Yeah, weirdly, they got like, random things really right, but most of it wasn't. But probably okay. because it came out of a nice jar, jar from the farm shop. Yeah. But I just was like, guys. Step your game up. Come on. Especially as they had like a whole... Um, Display of cakes and puddings. Which actually looked all right. I massively regretted not just having a piece of cake. Yeah, that would have been fine for us. I think that would have been way better. The burger I had was really nice. Like the flavouring was good. The flavouring was very good. Great herbs. But again, like the... Garlicky. Yeah, really garlicky. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm, Garlic. Uh, But like the Yorkshire pud, the consistency was a little bit too close. I like a bit of a kind of rougher patty. It feels more homemade. This was really, really close, which is a bit weird. It kind of breaks apart very... It feels yeah. more processed as a result, even if it isn't. It's just yeah. like you just over over minced it, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, but beyond that, the brioche bun was... It was fine, but it was a cheap brioche bun, I think. Yeah. The, and I then ha- you're, when you're next to a farm shop, again, they have freshly baked bread and things. I would expect like a fresh made brioche bun. Yeah. That's not... And I don't... I mean, we could chalk some of it up to like, you know, the challenges of... of handling a restaurant in covid but yeah because they're not as busy and like the turnover's not as you know high so i do understand that and i think there does need to be a level and i'm glad that we're i'm glad that we can support yes establishments by yes. going there and having a meal but at the same time it makes me annoyed if what they serve me is poop <laughs> you ate the poopy you ate the poopy and your chips were anemic yeah the chips were anemic they were the best uh, as, until Coleslaw, we went... which was not homemade by the looks of it. Yeah, that was whatever. The salad. The... Yeah, the salad was all right, but it was just, you know, salad. Yeah, but that's not hard to get. It gave me mad onion breath. <laughs> oh my goodness. He brushed his teeth. So the next day, he was still oniony, and you brush your teeth like four times. Yeah, it was bad. Beast. I don't know why. Just red onion just sticks in my breath, mm-hmm. like, like super glue. Um, so yeah, it, it, we'd done a lot of walking. Yeah. So it hit the spot in terms of a hearty meal. I think if you'd ordered more like a freshly made sandwich, you would have got a better situation. Yeah. But, and maybe go during the lunchtime rush. But we had partly avoided that because, for instance, when we were up at the Chatsworth Estate house itself, we went into one of the cafes and said, oh, they didn't have any room. And they and they, and we said, oh, we think we might go to the farm shop. Mm. And um, they were like, oh, make sure you maybe sort of like leave it a little bit because they're they're really they get busy. busy yeah why <laughs> i think people just assume it's going to be good so it's busy based but the on reviews that online are brilliant but we'll come to that again later <laughs> uh, another thing we should say if you are around that way and you're going to go visit chadsworth house and you're a foodie the grounds are incredible. The garden, I arguably thought the gardens, I should say, were arguably more impressive than the house. And the house is pretty impressive. They have a kitchen garden. Oh. 
and it is the most amazing garden if you are into that sort of thing it is a the biggest i've seen and b it is in constant constant production like it's not it's incredible it still feels like a very kind of you know hand catered for it's not like you know uh like and a lot of that produce goes to the farm shop and yet in the transition not onto my plate yes but the yeah the kitchen garden was phenomenal i've seen quite a few kitchen gardens in my time my mum and i absolutely love to go to manor houses all around the world Mm -hmm. um and it was good it was very good definitely want to go back um but if you are a foodie when you come out of the shop and you're in the garden uh at the chatsworth estate there's a little sort of cafe um very very small by one of the gates and if you go in there and you get yourself a hog roast sausage roll, <laughs> it's, you can't sit down. The dream. You can't sit down. It's literally no. We only just... couldn't sit down because it was raining, so they hadn't put all the chairs out. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay, cool. That was the only reason. Oh fair enough. Yeah, it's just like they have like prepackaged sandwiches and like drinks that you'll recognise, but then they also have some what look like homemade or like yep. locally made sausage rolls. Really nice sausage rolls of different flavours. They're hog out on the side. And initially, I was when I ordered it, I was like, I really hope that they heat it up. And yeah. then they instantly produced a hot, yeah. hot gross sausage roll. And it was nice. Like, the pastry was it's flaky. Delicious. I think we should do an episode on sausage rolls, like, 100%. in its own right. But... I love a sausage roll. Yeah. So, yeah, they're definitely there. And they also have, like, a little shop, which I thought was a really clever idea. So, obviously, you can take your own picnic. But... Oh, yeah, they have a picnic they shop. They have a picnic shop. We didn't do that because it was wet and also yeah. because we thought the farm shop was going to be amazing. And... <laughs> They do like really beautifully wrapped sandwiches, yeah. sort of in like paper, and, and like, of course oh, you can get like fancy. champagne and da da da. Yeah. You can you can go fancy with it, and they cater to that if you have the money. Yeah. And the grounds are stunning, so there's yeah. loads of picnic spots. Yeah. And both you and I said we could easily spend a day in the grounds, let alone the house. Yeah, so yeah, for sure, would go back for sure. I know it's like if we were go yeah. if we were to go back, I would definitely be happy to go back to Chatsworth, mainly for those grounds and to have yeah. a picnic. In the sunshine, because it was kind of, yeah, raining on and off. Which is why the farm shop made a lot of sense as well to us at the time. Little did we know. Little did we know. <laughs> so, if we were to go again. Yeah. What would we do differently? Or what would we do the same? I think really this question is best answered by you. Like, you did a lot of the research on the way up because I was driving. and the... In fairness, I didn't do the same level of food research that I usually would. I think... So whenever we go away, we have two Google map lists. We have one, which is all the places we want to go to. And we have one, which is all the food places we want to go to. The one I always see is like the Porto food, Porto not food. That's the one in my maps. We take this shit seriously. (laughs) And our friends will often ask us for food recommendations when they're going away. And if it's somewhere that we've been, then we're like, we'll send them the food list. Go here, go here, go here. Um, so yeah, we take that seriously. We didn't do that for this trip. We didn't do that for this trip. It's a short trip. Short trip. Well, that doesn't really affect it. But in my head, I was like, gorgeous pubs. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Not all country pubs are created equal. No. Um, and interestingly, mm. we had a friend over yesterday who grew up in Titnorth. Mm. And she was like, yeah, that's definitely the case. Like, she was not surprised by this. So I think... More research. Now, Todd usually will Google and go off Google reviews. Yeah, so I was mainly using the, like, Google scores. Yeah. So, you know, the more reviews there are and the higher they are based on the larger number of reviews, I would take that as like, okay, this is a good place. But that's not a good metric, especially for this part of the world, it would seem. And I, to be honest, for me, my personal preference would always be to go off, like, 
either sort of food blogs, travel blogs, or Instagram stuff. Because you're fancy. Yeah. If you try to search on Instagram for a Peak District sort of foodie account, doesn't exist. Um, which really should have been a telling sign because that is what mm. I did do. Um, the food blog situation, I kind of read about some pub stuff and that was actually where we got the recommendation for the Devonshire Arms. Oh, right, okay. Um, both of them. And I think the one that we didn't go to in Pilsy, from what I've heard, the Yorkshire puddings on a Sunday, when we weren't there on a Sunday, unfortunately, um, are meant to be epic. Didn't the guy who gave us the recommendation for the social who ran the pub at Pillsley was like we make the best Yorkshire puddings in the area yeah <laughs> I would actually so believe him known. <laughs> yeah. um so yeah usually I would kind of go off blogs the reason I steer clear of Google even though Google is what makes the world go around really mm-hmm. um is because a lot of tourists it's too general it's too general a lot of tourists will rate the food that they got and I'm not saying that tourists don't know what they're talking about in terms of food, mm. but you are talking about the average Joe and what they think that food is like. Well, also, I think a lot of people... Not a foodie. People go to that region not for the food, but for the landscape and to hike it. Yes. And so they don't mind when they get served a mediocre roast dinner. Because if it's hot and Whereas they are cold... Whereas I just walked miles with the thought in my head that at the end I'm going to get an amazing roast dinner. Like a treat. Yeah, and so when it doesn't happen, it's very upsetting. Yeah, especially when it, one of them, the, probably the worst meal we had was also one of the most expensive. Yeah, which surprisingly was on the so. First night we went to a pub again. Good reviews, really good reviews. Yeah, I don't usually go. Oh, like, I'm not usually surprised. Like I, I feel I'm a pretty good judge at what to expect from the cost of a meal, but that one was way more I expensive feel like than I was did expecting. The bill wrong or something. It yeah. just didn't sound right. So that was the Scotsman's pack. Yeah, in Hathersage. So. Reviews online are excellent. It's really cute inside. Like, it's definitely old school pub. Yeah. None of the fires were on. I mean, part of the issue is, again, COVID. So most people actually sat outside, even though it was really cold. They had the doors open. Yeah. I can imagine if it was like a normal day, a normal evening, and it was like packed with people, really loud and raucous and like cozy as well. The The fires fires were on. The fires were roaring. And it's like really hot. And yeah, I think it would have been great. But under the effects of COVID, it is not the place to go and again and it cost too much i got a pie pie and mash with mm. gravy I'd, i felt a bit funny that day so i didn't i didn't want anything too heavy or rich so a pie was, was, was the, the answer rich we could find um but again it'd been sat under a heat lamp yeah. for ages like that crispy meat on the outside the middle of the pie was quite dry so you definitely needed the gravy because the pub was quite cold, it all got quite cold quite quickly. And you had a burger. Yeah. With some onion rings and some chips on the side. Chips are anemic. The burger was very good because it had that smoked cheese in it. Burger was really good. That was arguably the best nice. burger. I was so annoyed. You know, and you have that like serious food envy because whoever you're with has ordered better than you have. Devastating. Just confidence in your orders. That's the key. Um. So yeah, I think that was... Considering it was our first dinner. Yeah. Disappointing. But our hotel, we also had dinner there, the George. Mm, their restaurant was really good. And their food was really good. And they did have a pie on the menu, but I didn't have it because I felt scarred from the first experience. But we did have other food that was really delicious. We ordered four starters and we both misread or mistook what a crevette was. Yeah. We both thought we just had croquettes in our head. Like yeah. I, I thought it was a cheesy thing. So we were meant to have two starters each and that was our meal. Ellie ended up having three starters because it was just 
big old prawns. I mean, I feel like I won in this situation. I did yeah. not want that. So my main dish was a starter, but it was actually really filling and delicious, but maybe a tough one to just have on its own. Mm. Usually I'd be best shared on the table, which yeah. was a Wagyu beef. It was like the crispy chili beef you get in a Chinese restaurant, but elevated to like an insane degree. It was delicious. It had a teriyaki glaze on it that was like super thick and really nice. And it had spring onions sliced up on top and anything else? I can't remember. Mm. Oh, they loved putting little thin slivers of radish. That was their like signature thing. Oh yeah, like every, every dish. Because <laughs> you also had like um, scallop, oh no, you had the ceviche, didn't you? Scallop ceviche. Which was delicious with a sort of like soy ginger dressing. Yeah. And what, there was one other dish. What was it? What was the other dish you ordered? Oh, salad. Had a salad. Oh, like a goat's cheese tomato salad yeah it was nice and we had some bread and some olives good bread and, good bread and olives and good we had wine. very good wine very reasonably priced and we had um a pudding at the end which was an earl grey that was panna cotta. i liked it it, but it was, was weird. very well made yes all the components were excellent just maybe the flavours were a little on the punchy side. Well, because the Earl Grey, it was a strong Earl Grey flavour, which I quite liked. Mm. And that was, it was nice. Todd loves flavours that punch him in the face. Yeah. Me less so. Yeah. Um, and then it had this reduction, like raspberry reduction, mm. which was like tangy. It 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 was probably, it was, it was overpowering it was against the Earl Grey. Like Earl Grey is a, supposed to be a fairly delicate <laughs> flavour. <laughs> and this like tangy raspberry on top it was, was like, like all the flavors had just escalated each other yeah. i was like okay <laughs> okay but it was still nice but it was so nice. weird um yeah anyway we deviated so yeah i think do your research don't rely on google because remember they're gonna have a, a lot of footfall a lot of hikers yeah and so it's not been reviewed by foodies look for food centric sources look for some for blogs. recommendations yeah and um and kind of go from there and you know check out the devonshire arms check out the social and check out the devonshire arms sister pub in pz and of course the old original bakewell pudding shop in bakewell in bakewell um but yeah that's that's the peak district that was our experience i think we didn't really go north there's a lot north there's a lot further southwest where like thor's cave is we didn't do that yeah. Um, who knows what culinary delights lurk in the in the woods? That's very true. Yes, maybe not just in the woods like Hansel and Gretel, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I think overall it was a great place to go visit. But you just need to do your research about the food to get it right. Yes, to avoid any of the disappointment that we did kind of brush up against. Yes, but yeah, the steak was amazing. Chatsworth House was amazing. The garden was amazing at Chatsworth House. That sausage roll was good. That sausage roll was good. That sausage roll saved you. You were not in a... You were angry I got at real the time. hangry at the hangry. time. Hangry. It was hangry. It fixed it. It very, fixed everything. Very aggressive. And then we found the garden, the kitchen garden, and it was all... Everything Everything was, was right with the world everything again. Everything was fixed. <laughs> but yes. Overall, check it out. Yeah, we'll put it. some stuff on our Insta. We'll put up some photos of some of the food we ate um, and tag some of the places we went. We'll put that in the comments yeah. section under this. Dabbling with doing maybe a short episode specifically on Bakewell. Yep. And Bakewell tarts and puddings. Um, so stay tuned for that if it's not already up on our various feeds on Twitter, on Instagram at Famished Family, on YouTube to search for Famished Podcast and type in any of the previous episodes if you want to find it yep. in video form if you're listening to this on the audio medium. We always link everything through our Insta and our Twitter yep. so you can find it there. Yeah. And uh, I think that's it. So with that, I've been Mr. Walker Todd. And I've been Mrs. Walker Todd. Thanks for joining us at the Famished Table. And don't forget, 
always leave room for more.